0: And you're back with In Candor With God here on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. Positively different radio. There's a breakfast show in the morning. What is our third it's, clue? For it's funny clues? how you
1: specify it's a breakfast show in the morning instead of like a breakfast show in the afternoon. Like who's been eating Wheat Are Bix you having Bix a go th- me, Mon? <laughs> Who eats Wheat Bix for lunch? Come on now. Me? <laughs> Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah, when my wife travels overseas, I, sees I eat Wheat Bix for oh. lunch all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Breakfast, lunch and dinner How comes uh, that cereal? Such a
1: dude That's funny. I guess you taste it's, don't it's know actually, what time it's it is actually, It's
0: actually one of the tests To know when you've got really good friends
1: Uh-huh you know
0: you, you know you have really, really good friends When you can get away with feeding them cereal for dinner
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd have like, to have pretty good friends <laughs> for that. <laughs> it's the ultimate
0: test right there. If you have good friends and you want to know, are these really good friends or not? Then next time they come over, give them cereal for dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have
0: we, to, ha- we have done that.
1: I think you've done it with me. Probably, Yeah, yeah, I don't don't mind at
0: all. (laughs) Yeah, "Yeah, we don't have anything ready for dinner tonight. Ah, there's nothing in the cupboard. Well, we'll just have some wheat picks. Do
1: you remember that old TV commercial from like 10, 15 years ago where this guy invites his family over for, for dinner and he serves up, I think it was like Just Right. Remember that cereal Just Right? And he serves up bowls of Just Right for dinner and his family's looking at him like he's crazy. And he's like, what? Your taste buds don't know what time it is. They're like, Oh yeah, good points. They'll begin. i <laughs> am be like, Yeah, this is delicious, doesn't matter what time of day it is, cereal is delicious <laughs>
0: Um, on, I haven't had a TV with an aerial attached to it. To get normal TV with TV advertising uh-huh. since 1992. <laughs> 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 You're
1: ahead of the crowd, Lyle. <laughs> you went digital before they did. <laughs>
0: no, no, I just didn't watch TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, let me give you the next clue for our Who Am I quiz. No one's called in yet, and Lyle still hasn't figured it out.
0: Okay, okay, got to get it started. So the third right. clue
1: is I was a shepherd.
0: Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> Do you want me to give you a quick run through the other two clues that we had so far? No. <laughs> you don't want anyone else to get it, right? That's all right, folks. You can go on our Instagram. It's like already like three or four clues ahead.
0: <laughs> look, how so many shepherds? Every Jewish hero in the Bible was a shepherd. Look,
1: look. Let me, let nearly, me, let me give almost. you a little
0: clue there, Lyle. Mm-hmm.
1: The reason the top three clues are so obscure is because the next one is about to get so easy. And the one after that is, is, is this like the third even time
0: easier. that I is this the first time I've, I've I haven't got it after three.
1: Yeah, I think so. This is the first time, and it's funny because it's such an floor. easy one. Oh, it's I know. Such an easy. I should one. have
0: it from the first one.
1: Yeah, well, no. I
0: should have it from the first. Because one. it
1: is such an easy character, they had to really dig to find something obscure. So, and you'll you'll you understand. Like in the next break, when we're, when I um in the next segment, when I give out the fourth clue. Oh. <laughs> He's got that frustrated look on his face. If it's, you know the it's, answer, it's,
0: it's just on the. On the edges, you know when you can feel it around uh-huh. the edges of your brain, it's like, you, they just can't touch it, you know. It's just like, it's right there. <laughs> and I just, uh, I know this and my brain knows this. And it, uh, I need to dig into well, my, my subconscious knows the answer.
1: Clearly your brain don't know the answer. No, no. my subconscious
0: knows the answer. So if your brain
1: out, knows the answer and it's dug it up from the subconscious, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. You're still up for two prizes if you get it now.
0: hmm hmm Okay. All right. So, where are we up to today? Oh, we're in the Book of Acts. As always, join 20 million other people from around the world who are all studying the same chapter from the Book of Acts today.
1: Yesterday, we talked about the crippled beggar that got healed, which was a really, really cool story. But today, the rise of opposition. You know what? What?
0: I thought we were doing Ananias and Sapphira.
1: No, doing the rise of opposition. (laughs) Did you prep Ananias and
0: I prepped Ananias and Sapphira. Well,
1: Lyle, you're ready for tomorrow. I am
0: (laughs) ready to go tomorrow. Let's go with uh, Acts chapter 4 and let's start reading from verse 1.
1: Acts chapter 4 and verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it, so the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children.
0: Okay, so this event happens at about uh, three in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and uh, um, because it does so, it... it um uh you know it's it's a little bit later in the day and they decide they're not going to have a trial, which is a little bit slack I mean it doesn't sound like yeah. people have been preaching for that long, but it's like yeah we'll put throw them in prison overnight mm-hmm. and we will get uh we will get to um to yeah try them tomorrow, so they're got a night in the slammer.
1: I actually have a few questions about this Lyle okay because um you know I'm a little bit confused about these characters that are wandering around in the Bible you've got um you know you've got you've got these people that j- that just got, they chucked them in the prison, right? But, you know, in those days, it was mostly like far, Pharisees and Sadducees, right? Mm-hmm. But aren't they like in opposition to each other? Is this them ganging up on Peter and John? What's the Like, what exactly is a Pharisee? What exactly is a Sadducee? What were their relationship to each other? Why okay, are they so in Okay, So, your Pharisees together? were
0: your uh, fascists and your Sadducees were your um, communists. Oh, okay. So, left and right. Extreme left, extreme right.
1: Okay, okay. So the
0: Pharisees and the Sadducees hated each other with a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pharisees were would much be be much more prone to go by the Bible. They probably your equivalent of your hardcore um, evangelical, mm-hmm. and your Sadducees were much more your uniting Anglican kind of church. Okay, um, much more left. Didn't necessarily believe in the existence of God. Ah uh, yeah you know, not saying that that's you know where people in the Anglican uniting Church are, but there are you know quite um a number of particularly theologians who are within that group in fact, the majority of theologians are actually atheists, which is um interesting um, and and so you know these were people that you know the Sadducees were much more into philosophy mm-hmm. and you know, living a moral life philosophically without actually, you know, they're kind of semi-Buddhist. They they were schooled in Greek philosophy, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So it originated when Alexander the Great was conquering uh, the world Mm -hmm. and Jerusalem was allied to the Persians and refused to break their alliance because the Persians had been very, very good to them and it was expected that alexander would you know just smash the city of jerusalem like he had smashed every other city that had been allied with the persians but instead he came into the city and he worshiped in the temple Okay, And the reason he did so was because he was shown the prophecies in the book of Daniel that showed the rise of the Greek empire. The high priest had come to him before he arrived at Jerusalem and showed him these prophecies and said, Look, we are not in a position where we're going to break our alliance with Persia because Persia has been good to us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we do recognize that your empire is going to rule the world. And so the city of Jerusalem was spared when many other cities were not spared. And it was Alexander's opportunity right then and there to actually really embrace the worship of Yahweh. God was calling out to Alexander and giving him, you know, a tremendous opportunity, an opportunity he'd given to Cyrus and Nebuchadnezzar, and they had both responded to it mm-hmm. in a positive way. And there's every possibility that we will see both of those men in heaven, you know, in the future. Whereas Alexander rejected it, as did the Roman Empire reject Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm later on and so when you look at these great empires you've sort of got two that um, the leaders accepted christ and two that didn't but um you have this situation where uh because of you know this 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 prophecy he did alexander did offer uh did honor i should say the jewish people so what he does is he goes down to egypt and blows his opportunity to serve god goes out into the desert to the to see the oracle that's out in the desert you know the libyan desert and uh, you know, gets involved in all kinds of mysticism and foolishness. Um, while he's down there, he founds one of sixteen cities that he founded, all of them called Alexandria. <laughs> Didn't have a small ego. Um, <laughs> or a creative mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, big ego, lack of creativity. Um, it's the only one that still exists today. Oh, wow. So the city of Alexandria in Egypt is one of 16 cities that he named after himself that still exist today. He built it as an educational center. Mm-hmm. And he created a sponsorship where every year 70 um, young Jewish, Jewish young men could go down and study Greek philosophy. And thus you have the rise of the Sadducees. You know they, they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. They have a vague belief in God. Uh, they don't take the scriptures seriously. They take the scriptures allegorically. All of this kind of thing.
1: So those seventy scholarship winners, they would. I yeah, guess, they believed
0: in evolution.
1: Yeah, th- so they they grew up Jewish, but then with the influence of this yeah, g- Jewish culture, they would end up blending and becoming this. Sort of blah
0: That's right And so of course You've got this situation Where the Pharisees then Are desperate to preserve The authenticity um, Of the Jewish religion And Mm -hmm. so they're pulling one way The Sadducees are pulling the other way And uh, yeah Jesus put the Sadducees in their place On a number of occasions
2: You're listening to Faith FM Positively different radio
0: you know, it's not so different to what we still have today. You've always, have you've always had the left and the right within the church, and you've always had the extremes on both sides. And Jesus, you know, he he exposed the. You know, there's probably more in there about the Pharisees, um, and how he exposed the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. But there's certainly he certainly gave the Sadducees no time at all. You know. Um, yeah. You know, when they came along, like, oh, you know, what about, uh, uh, you know, this guy that had seven wives you know they kept dying one after the other which ones are going to be married to in heaven they're trying to trick jesus like you know and he's like you know you guys don't even know your bibles just
1: i mean it still boggles my mind that they were able to even arrest peter and john um because it says that the jerusalem temple was run by the high priest and his associates most of whom were sadducees Mm -hmm. and uh and the high priest was also president of the sanhedrin council which at those days was mostly composed of sadducees and pharisees and uh and so that they have different views, as and Pharisees. Right. But how is there a law that let them, that allowed them to to uh, arrest Peter and John and put them in prison simply because they were teaching something that they themselves didn't believe?
0: Yeah, and this is a really interesting question. It it's it it enters a very murky legal gray area. Yeah, because if we had that had system Rom- here, we Roman rule. You had Roman rule, and the Romans could arrest and. Uh, execute people. Mm-hmm. You also had Jewish law, which was different from Roman law. Mm-hmm. They were under Roman law, but the Romans allowed some measure of Jewish law to be enforced. And the line between the two often became very, very blurred.
1: Depending on what the purpose was.
0: That's right. And the Romans would often turn a blind eye if it meant keeping the peace. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously it was good for the Roman Empire for the empire to be at peace and people for not to be, not to be fighting each other. And so this is a situation when where the Romans have looked on and said, "Okay, this is a religious discussion um, amongst Jewish people. Why should we get involved? Mm. If they want to kill, you know, Jesus and a few of his disciples, then, you know, <sighs> what what difference does it make to us? A few less Jews in the world." Mm. Um, and so they've stood back and they've allowed the Jews a, a measure of um, autonomy that they would not normally give to them. Mm-hmm. This, of course, comes back to bite the Romans uh, some forty years later, when the Jews start to exercise more and more and more and more of that auto- autonomy to the point where they actually rebel against um, the empire itself, and you've got this small state that takes on the whole empire and then just gets absolutely smashed.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that, uh, to me, that sounds like a massive abuse of um, justice. To you know, n- if you're the Romans and you're supposed to be in control and be preserving human life and allowing the Jews to go off and kill their own people, that's like allowing murder. Really.
0: Yeah, and the Romans didn't make as high a claim to morality as Western society does today. Mm-hmm. And so corruption was something that was normal mm-hmm. and not looked down upon in the way that we would like, oh, shock, horror, we have corrupt politicians. Well, we all know that our politicians are corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um You've just got to vote for the one that's less corrupt than the than the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was definitely normal in those days in the Roman Empire, and nobody's going to freak out over this.
1: Okay, so you have abuse of power, and you have two of the disciples, two of the apostles in prison. Yes, That's an interesting start to Acts chapter four.
0: It is an interesting start. Okay, so let's continue on here, um, and of course, they have been imprisoned for preaching about Jesus Christ, and of course, for the Sadducees who were. Um, in very high positions of power at this particular time, this was anathema. Mm. You know, the Sadducees Sadducees did not believe in the supernatural. Um, The Pharisees believed in the supernatural. The Sadducees didn't. They explained everything as natural phenomena. Mm -hmm. Um, What we need to remember is that, you know, the whole uh, process of evolution, which gave rise to modern modern, uh, secular atheism, um, which we attribute to Darwin. Mm Mm-hmm. Did not originate it with Darwin. It originated with the ancient Greeks.
1: Wow, okay.
0: The ancient Greeks taught the whole process of life evolving from, you know, primitive life forms. They taught primordial soup and life evolving evolving from primordial soup. Um, they taught in the process of natural selection, survival of the fittest, and this is where all species came from. And all Darwin did was copy it. Mm-hmm. Um, he 's just like the world 's biggest plagiarist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in many respects, and gave it a sort of a more modern twist which has then grown from there and so this is what the Sadducees are being schooled in and education is incredibly powerful, and of course it you know it molds the minds of young men, young young men and when you know peter 's standing up here and preaching the resurrection, this is like this is the end for the Sadducees mm-hmm. if the resurrection actually took place it the Sadducees are in actually much worse position than the Pharisees. You know, for a Pharisee to accept Jesus Christ means they need to reject salvation by works and accept salvation by grace. Mm-hmm. For a Saddu- Sadducee to accept Jesus Christ, they need to do the same as the Pharisees along with actually accepting that the supernatural exists and that the resurrection takes place. And so, you know, they are in many ways more threatened than... Than the Pharisees.
1: Do Sadducees still exist? Like as oh
0: yes, very much. The majority of um, Jewish people today, while they may not take the name Sadducee, would be classed as Sadducees. Their their um, their view of morality, their view of religion, is basically um, the same as Sadducees.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. So they they would be in the vast majority. Your Pharisees today are the small minority of um of, of Orthodox Jews.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Very interesting, yeah.
0: History, history always brings the, yeah. the Bible. All of these people groups still live, you know. You, 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 your um, you, you Samaritans are still there, mm-hmm. uh, your Philistines are still there. Oh, the Philistines are still around, yeah. What, what do you think? Where do you think the word Palestine comes from?
1: Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, they're all still there and they're all related to each other, you know. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's, a, it's a crazy, messed up um situation we have in the Middle East that um, the world has never found a solution for.
1: Well, it's, it makes it, uh, makes it very understandable as to what's happening here in Acts chapter 4, that the Sadducees and the Pharisees are all up in arms about Peter and John and why they've decided to throw them in prison.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so you've had this, when we talked about this yesterday, you've had this spectacular healing take place, mm-hmm. followed by the Sermon of Peter. So this is, this is the second time we have uh, Peter now preaching in the book of Acts. And it's is on the basis of this healing of this crippled man who had been sitting in that temple every day of his life, pretty much, as a beggar. Uh, Jesus had avoided him, and Jesus had left him there for Peter to heal, not mm-hmm. that Peter healed him. Mm-hmm. And Peter makes this very, very clear. It's not us. It's Jesus Christ who has healed him, uh, working through us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so now that, you know, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they're in, they're in a bad way. Number one, the tomb is empty. They have no valid explanation for why the tomb is empty. They they can't explain that. You know they've come up with this lame excuse that um you know that that uh, the Roman soldiers were asleep, which is lamer than you know Donald Trump claiming that he misspoke <laughs> when he was in the interview with Putin the other day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, we all believe that <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they've come up with this totally lame excuse right here um and and uh and so they can't explain the empty tomb. they can't explain the healing of this lame man because they've all seen him their whole, all their lives they've seen him there you know he you don't fake lameness for an entire lifetime mm, yeah you're going to get caught sooner or later uh being able to walk and so uh and so yeah that's they're, they're in deep trouble here. Okay, so let's continue on here. Uh, where, were we, where did we get up to, Mon? Uh, verse five.
1: Read right
0: down to verse seven, please.
1: The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in two disciples, and de- they brought in the two disciples and demanded, "By what power or in whose name have you done this?"
0: Okay, so here's, a, here's an interesting situation. They are on now on trial for doing a good deed.
1: Isn't that terrible?
0: And so you bring them in and it's like, all right, we're going to try these people for having done a good deed. What are we going to charge them with?
1: I just can't imagine that the, the, the people, the, like the nation, wouldn't wouldn't be like, what on earth is our what on earth <laughs> yeah, the, thinking? Where it? has
0: our legal system gone? I mean, yeah. it's completely gone down the tube. Every single thing about the trial of Jesus that had taken place <laughs> previous to this was illegal. Mm-hmm. It was illegal to have a trial at night. It was illegal in a death sentence trial, uh, a capital punishment trial for all of the Sanhedrin to find the person uh, guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody had to find them innocent else it was seen as being collusion. It was uh, illegal for all the witnesses to agree because if they all tell the same story, then obviously there's collusion. Um, But anyway, we'll be back in a moment. We're going to talk more about this. This is Anders Venson with The Other Side. about it Sanders Venson with the other side here on Faith FM. We are in the middle of our encounter with God in the book of Acts. And before we go any further, we are going to have another clue for our quiz.
1: Oh, this is going to give it dead away. It's going to give it okay, dead away. Okay, so we going to go away. from obscure
0: to easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so who am I? We know this person was a shepherd. We know this person was listed as a man of faith in Hebrews 11. We know this was a person where Jesus told the Pharisees and the teachers of the law that they were responsible for all the prophets' bloodshed from me to Zechariah. Adam, oh, it, just you don't know who it is, do you? Here okay. it comes. Here it comes. Adam and Eve are my parents. Nah,
0: come on, obvious. So obvious. Come on now, that is so super obvious. obvious.
1: And the next clue is even more obvious. Uh, so let's uh, let's just give you the phone number. I know you're going to get this straight away, dear listener. One eight hundred Faith FM. One 843 is the number to call. And know you know the answer.
0: How many children do you think Adam and Eve had?
1: I'm scads of them Scads of them Well I lived for like Hundreds and hundreds of years
0: It's an interesting uh, word Yeah scads How much is that?
1: Like a squizillion. <laughs> 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 yeah
0: I don't think that is A Um But uh, yeah There are three listed In the Bible mm-hmm. So you have three options Yeah <laughs> And yeah. one of them died Yeah so now no, Stop
1: talking Stop talking One option Let's go back to Why? the Why? Why Because you're going to Give away the next clue and it's oh, not your job oh, to give oh, away the oh, next clue. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. You have but to no, wait. But it already said. It already said. The first clue said this person died.
1: Well, they all died. I mean, is one of them still alive now?
0: No, <laughs> then they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle's getting confused about who's yes, been resurrected. <laughs> all of the, well, this person wasn't resurrected.
1: No, I'm saying you're getting confused about who was resurrected. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, back to the story here that yes. we're dealing with. We have a man who was um, not so much resurrected as restored. He was kind of resurrected, given a new life. Anyway, mm-hmm. and Peter and John are on trial for that. Indeed, which is most amazing. Uh, however, where did we where whereabouts did we finish up?
1: Uh, we read uh, verse, verse
0: seven. seven. Okay, keep going down through. Uh, just just keep reading here for a bit. It's a great story. <clears throat>
1: okay, Acts chapter four and verse eight onwards. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, "Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed?" Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved."
0: Wow. You know, when you read that particular, you read that passage through there, Peter's not holding back, is he? No.
1: He's like, let me
0: make this really, really clear. Mm -hmm. You may have heard some rumors that this person was healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm ad-libbing right here and adding some stuff in. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's like you may have heard some rumors uh, and we are here standing in the same courtroom where Jesus was condemned to death a few days earlier. But we're going to make this as clear as we possibly can.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. This man was healed in the name of Jesus Christ
1: Yeah And he's there The crippled
0: That's right The crippled guy's there there. Absolutely And it goes on to talk about And this is a a detail that I had forgotten That he was about 40 years old Okay 40 years is a long time to be sitting in the beautiful gate Begging every day Yeah And he is a well-known individual within the Uh uh Community in Jerusalem
1: Yep Everyone knows who the beggar is
0: how is it possible that he is now walking around? You can't, you can't fake cri- uh, being a crippled for mm, 40 years. Sooner mm-hmm. or later, you're going to accidentally walk and be caught.
1: Yeah, <laughs> accidentally walk, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's keep reading with the story. Let's see what happens. Verse 13.
1: The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus.
0: Okay, let's stop right there for a moment. Could could Peter and John have a better compliment than that? No, it's they were recognized as people who had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were recognized as people upon whose influence Jesus had come. If you're going to be recognized, can you be recognized for anything better than that?
1: That's the goal, isn't it?
0: That's the absolute goal that when you, you know, walk into a group of people somewhere, you start to have a conversation, they're like, this person's been with Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Um, I think that's got to be the greatest compliment that there is. Yeah, But they've also noted that, you know, they are, particularly within that culture, you know, in Australia we tend to be fairly bold people and we don't, you know, have this whole class system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They had a very powerful class system Mm -hmm. in Israel in those days. And if you had wealth, it was supposed to be a sign of the blessing of God. If you were poor, it was a sign of the curse of God, obviously. Mm. Uh, And, of course, the prosperity gospel teaches exactly the same thing today. Yeah. and so they're there in this situation where they are expected to be timid to be you know a little bit overwhelmed by the fact that they are standing in front of the most powerful men you know in the nation of Israel and I should add some of the most powerful men in the world at that particular time. Mm. We talked about how that you know the the economy that was based around the temple in Jerusalem was the second biggest economy in the world at that time. So mm-hmm. these are incredibly powerful men. And so they're expecting them to be a little bit overawed. Mm. I mean, you think about it. Have you ever have you been starstruck, Mon?
1: No, I don't think so. I think
0: Australians get a lot less starstruck than other cultures. You know, we, do, we we meet somebody who's famous or who's a star, and it's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That's great. And You're we a start a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas there are other cultures who will just turn to jelly and uh-huh. like,
1: oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, I remember working in America with um, television evangelist Mark Finley mm-hmm. and running an evangelistic campaign, evangelistic program, and going on visitation. And, of course, you know he's on TV all the time and you a know, big name and all the rest and blah, blah, blah. And, and we'd walk into people's homes and some people would be quite excited to meet him and others would just freeze. <laughs> They'd just sit on their saying. chair. They would not know what, where to look, what to do, what to say, anything, because there was a star in their homes. Australians are not so much like that, but... And Americans not so much really either. But you go to some cultures, and it's very, very powerful, mm, mm-hmm. extremely mm-hmm. powerful. And they will just sort of say yes to anything. I, I've been in cultures where, because I was the evangelist and I was the the preacher that had come from you know overseas, they would say yes to any question I asked them. Yeah, anything. And it was want. really frustrating. I was like, uh, how do I actually find the answers I want? Because they're like, <laughs> this is what he wants to hear. So this is what we're going to say. Peter and John, they're not starstruck. They're like. Let's make this real clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have noted that they have not been overawed by the Sanhedrin. Like, what is going on here? Mm. Of course, they have very good reason to be feeling pretty confident because the layman is standing right there. Keep reading for us, Mon. Mm, let me see what I get up
1: to.
0: Verse 14.
1: But since they could see the man who'd been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from further spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus.
0: Okay, so how do you, how effective do you think this one's going to be, Mon?
1: Zero percent.
0: Zero percent because when you have that fire, mm-hmm. and you know Jeremiah described it because Jeremiah got beaten up one time for preaching the gospel, and he was like, "Okay, that's it. I'm not going to preach any more in the name of God. It's it's over. It's done. I'm finished with this. I, I don't like it anymore." And he he made a very firm decision never to preach again. He says, but the word of God was like a fire within my bones consuming me. He says, and I could not stay. I could not hold back. I was weary from trying to hold back sharing the gospel. And, of course, this was the experience of the disciples. We're going to move on. This is Malvinus in my heart.
1: There's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness, a relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au.
0: Craig Wayne Boyd, The Old Rugged Cross, and we've been getting some comments coming through from our Facebook page about how much they've been enjoying the music this morning. Amen. That's because we have an amazing producer.
1: Yes, true. Shell, your wife. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, Lyle, let me give you the super easy final clue for our quiz today. Okay. So, So, who am I, quiz? I was murdered by my brother, Kane.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us a call. Uh, let me think about that one.
1: <laughs> 1-800-FAITH-FM. Call us up. We will send you the prize. No longer double prizes because we figured it out ourselves, but we'll send you a prize if you get it right.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's our uh, question for the day, Mon?
1: Yeah, okay, so our question has come in, um, and as I've been trying to do, I've been putting up uh, pictures of this, uh, our questions up on social media so people can know what's coming up tomorrow and they can start thinking about the answer themselves. And uh, today's question is, what is original sin?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Original sin was a concept that was invented by a man by the name of St. Augustine in the 5th century. Um uh, not that I would necessarily call him a saint, but anyway. Um, the concept is that, the, the basic concept is that you are guilty for what somebody else does. Oh. In this case, you are guilty for what Adam did. Mm-hmm. And so, because you are born guilty, then the only way that you can receive salvation is uh, you, you, the concept was that you have to have that guilt then washed away. Okay. This is where the concept of christening came from and why they invented the concept of baptism of infants.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Uh, so that you can baptize that child straight away before there is any possibility it dies because the idea was that if it died without being baptized, it would either go to limbo or hell.
1: So Adam commits a sin. The guilt of that sin is passed down through reproduction somehow yes. to each person. As soon as they're born, they're born having committed Adam's sin with him. Thus, they need to be baptized. Is that biblical?
0: No, it's not biblical. Uh, it is based on a passage that uh, from Psalms 51 verse 5 where David says, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Okay. Which is not a clear verse. You never base a Bible doctrine, a major Bible doctrine, on a a, a verse that can be taken any number of different ways. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, in sin did my mother conceive me. Well, you know, the obvious reading of that is that she was sleeping around. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what most people would just assume in just reading that passage. But, um, you know, others have taken it. In, no, no, no. It was, it was born guilty of, of what, you know. Adam had actually done now this created a number of problems because then what happens with Jesus yeah. Jesus was also born of Mary
1: does that mean he was born the sinner which means we're all doomed
0: okay which then they had to, ha- they had to have a come, up- come up with a way of saying that Jesus was without sin and the only way that they could have Jesus without sin was to have Mary also without sin
1: oh so that's why they reckon she's holy
0: so then, if Mary was without sin, my question is that I've never really had a satisfactory yeah. answer. What about Mary's parents?
1: Yeah, how was Mary born without sin?
0: Yeah, because if sin is just transferred, you know, genetically, now the Bible is very, very clear that we are born with a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we are born in need of, of of salvation from the first death, not the second death, but the first death, because mm-hmm. the first death has come upon every person because of a sinful nature. Um, we are not born, um, obviously. Condemned, You know, not every every baby who is born is automatically going to hell just because they were born. We're not born in, in danger of the second death. Um, but, you know, it created all kinds of problems. So then, you know, Mary had to become equal with Jesus as far as sinless- sinlessness goes.
1: So this is where we get all this false doctrine from. And
0: then you've got the problem where uh, Jesus and Mary are now on the same level with each other. Mm-hmm as far as being intercessors go, because they are two people who are both who both lived on earth without sin. Mm-hmm. So you've got the concept of the co-redeemer, or sorry, the, the, the co-mediator, co-mediatrix it's called, that came in as a result of that. And then they noted that Jesus died, but what was the greater sacrifice? Was it Mary giving up her son or Jesus giving up his life? And they noted that you know, any parent would say, well, giving up a child is much harder than giving up your own life. So they came up with the context of the sacrifice of Mary being equal to or greater than the sacrifice of Jesus. And so you've got the concept of the co-mediator, the co-redeemer and Mary becoming becoming equal to Jesus Christ. And this is where the whole Mariolatry thing originated from. It originated with the slippery slope of original sin.
1: So original sin is actually a false doctrine. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: Now, every person, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and are in need of grace. We're going to move on. This is Lady Love Smith. I will give you rest. was Lady Love Smith. I will give you rest here on Faith FM and we have come to the end of our show which means that prize or no prize we're giving something away. Indeed
1: we have our free giveaway segment of the show where you can call up and get stuff for free. You don't have to tell us any answers to nothing. Today we are giving away a beautiful album. This is a Malvenous album called Marvelous. We actually just played some Malvenous earlier in the show today and uh, people were messaging us on Facebook telling us how much they're enjoying the music today so we thought you know what Let's give some of it away.
0: Absolutely. So
1: this is a Malvenus. This is
0: another local girl.
1: Yeah, we actually had her on the show and her If you husband. want to hear
0: if you want to hear Malvenus sing then you go to the Raymond Terrace Church. There you Adventist go. Church at 9:30 uh, o'clock on a Saturday morning. Okay, ten so
1: ten songs. I just count them up. Them. Okay, They're yep, not mm-hmm. numbered, so I had to count them. But beautiful ten songs on here. War no more. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, He'll make it right. The time we've got. It's a beautiful album. We've actually interviewed Malvina's and her husband on our show before. So.
0: Such a fun couple. Yes, One of my favorite couples couple. ever. And uh, what an amazing testimony both of them have had.
1: Indeed, and I'll put I'll put pictures up of this uh, of this CD up on our Facebook and our and our Instagram and our Twitter, so you can have a look at it. And uh, give us a call now. Be the first person to call through to get this one copy we have. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. It's 1-800-324-843. You can message us through any of our social medias, of course, to snap up this one. And um, I will send it out to you free of charge.
0: Absolutely. And, of course, always remember that if you are listening to the delayed broadcast and today is not... Wednesday, the 18th of July, at some other day. That means you are listening to the delayed broadcast. We would love to have you listening to the live show. Um, so often we get phone calls come through and people are like, oh, I have a question about this, or oh, I'd like to comment on that. And uh, it was a different show. And so to listen to the live show, then you need to go to faithfm.com.au and press play or download the TuneIn app. I had a friend from New Zealand who messaged me yesterday, like, how can I listen to your show? We can't get it here in New Zealand. And suggested a couple of places. And I'm like, just Download the TuneIn app and you are good to go anywhere in the world. And when it asks you for that, you know, uh, do you want the one-month free trial, just push the X in the top corner that will go away and the app will work for free.
1: Even if you are listening to the live show, the app is a great way to listen to it. I love listening to it because when I'm yeah, in the yeah. car...
0: It never goes away.
1: Yeah, when I'm in the car, as soon as I get home, instead of having to switch off the radio, I can just you know unplug it and take it into the house with me and keep listening to it as I do my dishes and my gardening. And Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you
0: can drive as far as you want and the signal mm-hmm. will always be strong.
1: You could, I mean, if the earth was flat, you could drive to the side. Ha <laughs> ha, kidding. <laughs> 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 it's not flat, don't worry. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you
0: sure? I think maybe it might be.
1: Well, we're going to discuss this at a later (laughs) time, Lyle, because we have 15 seconds of this show left and that's not enough time to discuss Flatter. Hey, we love you guys.
0: We love joining you on the show. And uh, if you want to talk about uh, those and other topics, then you you know what our number is. Give us a call tomorrow.
1: We'll be back after the seven o'clock news. You have a blessed day.
2: six days and did